recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios, Mianjin, Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Z Games. Z Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Share your hot take? Or do you just want to share your favourite game? Find us on socials at ZEDGamesAU. Hello, hello, you're listening to Zed Games. My name is Zara and with me in the studio tonight is... Caroline. And... Hazel. How are you two tonight? Pumped! Woo! We've actually got quite a lot to go over tonight. We've got The Weekend Gaming News by Toby and I don't know if you know this, but stuff's kind of popping off. I it's do, because I, I read it. Oh, I am out there. up to date. I am on the ball. I am. I have you're, my pulse you're, you're on the gaming... Gaming news. Pulse. You have your pulse on <laughs> the finger? No, my you finger, yeah, finger pulse on, on the, the gaming pulse. <laughs> I give up now. Okay, I'm leaving my... <laughs> Anyway, why don't we just hop straight into the Week in Gaming News? Sure. Go ahead. Let's dive right in. Splish. This week in gaming news. Pal World tops the gaming charts and rumour mills, a dismal prediction for game devs in 2024, and some special gaming bites. For those living under a rock, this week has been dwarfed by the unexpected boom of Pal World into the gaming stratosphere. The monster collecting survival game Pal World has not only beat out opening week records set by Cyberpunk 2077, Elden Ring and Hogwarts Legacy selling over 7 million copies in the last 5 days since release, but it has also beaten Valve's own Counter-Strike 2 all-time peak player count, becoming the second most played game of all time, with over 1.86 million concurrent players. However, this has not come without hiccups. The game was released on Early Access on Steam and Game Preview on Game Pass, so bugs are to be expected. But Steam and Microsoft are publishing different versions, each with their own bugs and server issues that have required emergency meetings with Epic Games' backend, and individual updates with expectations that they won't coalesce until crossplay is established in the future. Until then, Microsoft players will have to deal with a lack of dedicated servers and slow updates, and the quality of life updates seen with Steam users. Internally, developer Pocket Pair has had to deal with a slew of press and player accusations with community manager and CEO reporting to have been dealing with death threats, slanderous comments and outlandish claims, some of these being claims they ripped off Pokemon and have utilised AI to either create the monsters in-game or that Gen AI was used in the game. The CEO, Takuro Mitsubi, has responded to at least one claim, stating that we have absolutely no intention of infringing upon the intellectual property of other companies. But not all are convinced, with former head of Pokemon Legal's team Dan McGowan saying the game looks like the usual rip-off nonsense that I would see a thousand times a year when I was chief legal officer for Pokemon. And not without cause, with a mod already released and removed that not only put Pokemon into Pal World, but also Ash, Misty and Team Rocket. Creator Toasted Shoes put out a statement after the mod's removal. Nintendo has come for me. Please leave me in your thoughts and prayers. The 2024 forecast for game developers. After more layoffs, game devs are facing a hard reality this week with Riot laying off 11% of its workforce. That's 530 people losing their jobs with the blame being put on management's decision to rapidly expand after the pandemic. 
And it's not the only one, with the trend continuing in more studios. 2K's 21st Union is cutting team members even after the momentous move to California, Embracer Group is trying to find a buyer for a developer Piranha Bytes, and the developer of recently released a VR game, Micro Machine Mini Challenge Mayhem, Wemo Games, have announced they've closed their doors with around three dozen staff let out in the cold. With one third of developers being impacted by layoffs in the last year and more than half of developers concerned about their futures, we can see there are challenges to face in the future. Experts are increasing the worry with expectations the gaming industry will face challenges possibly into 2025, after the abundance of games released in 2020 and 2021 pushing unrealistic release schedules. Despite this, industry leaders are optimistic of the long-term survivability of game development, leaning on the industry's resilience and potential growth in the future. And now for some gaming bites. Awesome Games Done Quick is back, with AGDQ 2024 streaming over 135 speedruns and raising over 2.5 million US dollars for the Prevent Cancer Foundation during the week-long event. While earlier this week it was rumoured Bulletstorm VR was to be removed from the PS5 store and auto-refunded, it has come to light that only Japan and South Korea will be receiving this golden ticket, with the rest of the world left to fend for ourselves. And for those looking forward to the game Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, Harrison Ford is not voicing Indiana Jones. Rather, Troy Baker, the voice actor behind The Last of Us, Joel, Bioshock's Infinite's Brooker DeWitt, and many more. Oh, and the finalists for the Free Play Awards of 2024 have been announced. If you don't know what they are, it's the world's longest running independent games festival with the awards ceremony to take place on the 29th of February in Melbourne. These awards focus on Australian and New Zealand indie grassroots game artists and developers with this year's nominees to include Unpacking from Witchbeam Games, Wayward Strand from Ghost Pattern, and Dap from Melting Parrot, plus many, many more. Check out the link in our news article for the full list of this year's nominations. And now for the upcoming game releases. Friday 26th brings us two new releases with Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth coming to PC, PlayStation and Xbox, and Tekken 8 coming to PC and next-gen consoles. On Tuesday the 30th, Rugby 24 comes to PC, PlayStation and Xbox. Wednesday the 31st, the DLC for 2021's Eastwood, Eastwood Octopia DLC is coming to PC and Switch. And lastly, Thursday the 1st of February, Grand Brew Fantasy Relink comes to PC and PlayStation. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank you so much for the week in gaming news, Toby. Thank you. Bravo for the news. And can I just say, it's it's nice to hear about legal stuff that isn't people being laid off. I mean, I know we had that in the news, Mm. but I'm referencing the Power World stuff. Ah, yes. Um, Just some good old-fashioned, is this copyright infringement? Love it. it's between, like, two decently sized companies yeah or rather one decently sized company and one mega corporation yeah so (laughs) So it's like i don't know it feels a little more even than when they go after like tiny indie creators yeah it's a Mm. little bit more level it's like an elephant fighting i don't know an ox a cougar a cougar a booger um, a booger what's a booger a booger is a cross between a cougar and a bobcat you're making um, that up no i read it on (laughs) tumblr.com Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, Tumblr.com would never lie to me. What are you talking about? I think Toasted Shoes put it best with the statement, Nintendo has come for me. Please leave me in your thoughts and prayers. Mm. Like, it's not the first time that some sort of Pokemon copycat has entered the market and people have been like, oh, it's going to get sued. What was that one that, that was like an MMO? Tem? 
Tim yes, Wolf. Oh yeah, Timmy something. No, oh. Timmy is a character from Undertale. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Um, I was gonna say like. You know, I don't even remember the time so um, a company got sued by like Nintendo over Pokemon. But then maybe that's why I don't hear about it because like perhaps that has been erased from memory. They tend as to part of their legal process issue warnings to small mm. people who do fan games, and then people are like, okay, I cannot stand against the might that is Nintendo, yes. and they remove it. Yes. So I think, um, generally, you don't hear about the legal process that much because it's good legal advice to not publicly talk about your court case yes and yeah. that is the lesson for the day i guess Shh. <laughs> talk to your lawyer um up next we have a little interview with dave from brisbane social rpg who's going to tell us about an event that is taking place on the 3rd of february <laughs> Let's dive right into it. Let's start with you, Dave. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um, hi, my name's uh, Dave, Dave Eden. I am a Brisbane local. Um, people listening on 4ZZZ might recognise me. A couple of years ago, I used to participate a little bit um, in Radio Reversal. People would always call me up and we'd have chats about things. And I'm also really, really involved in uh, the role-playing game scene in Brisbane. Stunning. And I'm a middle-aged man who lives in Dara. All right. So we're here to talk about um, Brisbane Social RPG. So what is Brisbane yep. Social RPG and what do you do? Yeah, cool. So Brisbane Social RPG is a really loose, informal group uh, of people that have come together because they love role-playing games. They love the breadth of role-playing games, so lots of different systems, lots of different styles. But also role-playing games often have like quite hard barriers of entry. So, you know, mm -hmm. the books are expensive, you need to make time commitments, and you've got to find a group of people to play with. So part of our commitment is to kind of organize games that are free or as cheap as possible, that are often really rules-light systems, and are open and run in a kind of um, open, low commitment, either one shot or what's called a West Marches style game. So people can drop in and drop out as, as they want. Um, this year we Beautiful. ran a Halloween event. Last year we ran a thing last year called Other Dungeons with Different Dragons. So mm -hmm. you, you had, you, so it was about people running a game that had to be set in a dungeon. It had to involve a dragon broadly conceived, but you couldn't use the, um, Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition rule set. When you look at the stats, it's 95 to 98% of games are that game. Yeah. And like we are not we are not anti Dungeons & Dragons as a position, but we're about creating the environment for other kinds of games. So we yeah. thought it would be really fun. Because there are other game yep. systems that aren't D&D and they all oh, mate, deal with a lot of things in a lot of different ways. This so many interesting and creative games out there and the different styles of games really create quite different styles of play and really quite different imaginative experiences as well so it's the more different styles people can encounter with i guess 
you could you'd see those parallels with like video games right like do you only ever want to just play one style of game different games create different experiences yeah so you have an event coming up um why don't you tell us a bit about it super excited so we've got this event coming up on the third at the clubhouse maruka so the third of february and it's called neon brisbane the idea behind it was to basically go out and say can you create a game like a a role-playing game adventure that's set in like a future Brisbane that never happened, right? Or a different Brisbane that, that never happened. So take cyberpunk elements, Brisbane culture and history, and mash them all together and and see what you get. And people have just really run with that. So we've got this slog a huge amount of games. I do have yeah, to ask. Go for it. Is the Hungry Jacks a respawn point? Well, see, that's really interesting because <laughs> I think some of the games that people are talking about, the Hungry Jacks is a respawn point. And there's a real um, there's a real kind of age experience because that really means a lot for a lot of the GMs. For a bunch of kind of the older gems, GMs, there's lots of kind of talk about, you know, um, Stefan from like and Stefan's Needle, yeah. the Joe Biocchison, Peterson, uh, Joe Biocchio, Peterson years. People are really just pulling on those cultural and shared and that kind of imaginative, shared, collaborative storytelling is just fantastic. Yeah, you really can't get it anywhere else um, except in like mm. that kind of setting of just like people pitching together ideas, yeah. building on each, building on top of each other, like constructing yeah. these narratives and these worlds and these characters together. It's it's a form of like playing pretend that we didn't really get to play since we yeah. were five. Totally, and I think there's a real, I think people feel the real need for it at the moment. Yeah, you know, considering where we what's going on in our lives, close to the home and in the world and in our historical historic moment, I think the idea of coming together and creating stories with together is is really good for us. And I, and I think sometimes people are in you know intimidated about like learning new systems or the cognitive load and all this kind of stuff. So we oh, really try to create an environment where it's really, really low barrier that you never, you, in the kind of games we put together, it's it's never expected that you need to know the system when you walk into the room. So we have actually answered pretty much all the questions, except awesome. what is your all reliable system and what system are you most looking forward to? Yeah, cool. That, that That's a really good question. So. Um, I think probably the system I've been running the most over the last couple of years um, that's just, you know, you can just pull it out of the box and run is a game called Merkborg. Um, I've, it's Swedish, I've probably pronounced that incorrectly. <laughs> and there's a spin-off of that called Cyborg, which is the cyberpunk version. Uh, the system I'm super excited about is a system that I'm running at Neon Brisbane. And that's a system called, with a very not so exciting name, Basic Role-Playing. So, there's this kind of amazing game that's been going along for since the late 70s called RuneQuest, which is um, it's it's a Bronze Age mythical world um, role playing game, and the system from that was kind of codified as basic role playing, and that's also the system that sits under um, Call of Cthulhu, the very popular mm-hmm. HP Lovecraft game. Put it at the top, um, Brisbane Social RPG is hosting Neon Brisbane on Saturday, yep. February 3rd at Clubhouse Maruka. Yep. Um, have a look on That's socials. Great. We'll share it on our Z Games page as well. Um, there is tickets going and there are still available, so get on those quick. Yep. Otherwise, anything you would like to add before we wrap up? 
all, all I'd say is that there's lots of really cool games going on throughout Brisbane and Ipswich and the region at the moment. Some of them are organised through people that are in, involved in Brisbane Social RPG. Some of them are organised through other groups. Some of them are just organised by individuals. I just really encourage people to um, get along to all these opportunities, to try new systems, to meet new people through it. You'll just feel the kind of the, the variety of kind of great experiences you'll have and imaginative um, adventures is just it's it's boundless. And I'd, if you like one system, that's great. But I'd really encourage people to take the opportunity to jump into some of the cool games that are going on in Brisbane at the moment. Zara and with me in the studio tonight is Caroline and Hazel. Hi. Hi. You're listening to Zed Games and Caroline what is that you have in your hands there? It's my phone. Your phone. And on on my phone is a review. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) You sound like you inhaled a fly. Um, Or perhaps a norp. (gasps) A gnorp. A gnorp. A gnorp. What the hell is a gnorp? Okay. Open brackets. The. Close brackets. Norp Apologue. That is the game. That is the game. And I'm going to start by reading the Steam description. Okay. The Norp Apologue is the journey of the Norps as you guide them towards their goal of delightfully excessive wealth accumulation. They just like me. Yeah. (laughs) For real. They're little... little there are a bunch of little pixels. Anyway, it was this game was published and developed by Myco and released on the 15th of December. It's described as a strategic incremental game. Hmm. There's a rock. You hit it to make those delicious, delicious shards fly out. Collect those shards and now you have currency. Buy upgrades, build more homes to gra- attract more norps, to hit the rock more and to collect more shards and so on and so forth. I love hitting the rock to acquire currency. I wish I could hit rock to acquire currency. Oh, I would love that. Get your shard collection up to a certain threshold and you'll unlock a talent tree point and you can allocate that the next time you prestige. That's right, it's along the same vein as Cookie Glicker and it's Elk. You can restart the world to gain some pretty hefty bonuses that makes the next run easier. Oh, I love nice. that. Um, the goal is to get through all 10 compression events. When the shard stack gets too high, a compression event triggers. What is a compression event? Well, that's, um, as the name suggests, the shards get compressed. Okay. So that the next um, compression event is harder to achieve. Basically, it squishes, it's it squishes the, the shards. It squishes the shards. Yes. So Why does that make that harder, though? Because you need to get... Oh, the, I see. Okay. the stack to yes. a certain height to unlock the next you have compression to fill up event. A jar with shards, and they make all the shards smaller. Yes, it's so like it filling up a, a box with like paper, mm-hmm. um, but you squash down the paper. You and squash now the paper, more spe- and more then box you to fill. put more stuff with paper, and then you squash the paper even more, and then you fill it up with even more squashed paper, and so on and so forth. It just keeps compressing and compressing, mm-hmm. and it's it's very good. It's basically numbers go up, but shards shards go up yeah shards go up 
Um, yeah, the talent tree isn't like a skill tree where you unlock a buff permanently. You can change things up each run, and this makes trying different strategies easy and fun. Um, especially as I don't think it's designed for you to unlock all of the talents. So picking what ones you're going to use is a big part of the gameplay. Um, the dev is also planning on adding a hard mode, which will change up the gameplay for added challenge. Also, the art style is great. It's kind of old retro... A few of? pixels. It looks very with some Nidhogg. nice funky colors. Yes, it did remind me a bit of mm, Yes, Nidhogg. like black background with like pale, sorry, like white and and mm -hmm. bright colored pixel art. Yes, the only colors is the shards as they compress. Mm -hmm. They get different colors and get a bit all. Yes, very descriptive. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> this is an auditory form of yes. medium after all. So. Yeah. And you can also change, there's a, a small selection of different color palettes that you can have. Mm -hmm. um, there's even achievement related. It tells you, oh, you can press like um, F1 to F6, but don't press F8 or F9. And you press it, of course, and it turns everything like bright pink. Oh. And then you get an achievement for doing the thing that you shouldn't have done. I nice. see. Which, of course, Yeah. And I've 100%ed it. It took me about a week of just having it on in the background because it's, you know, kind of idle game. You can just let it run. Your little norps will go back and forth. Okay, so it is... It is I don't think you mentioned that it was an idle game. Oh, no, I forgot. Point. I forgot. But you can... I mean, I did spend more time than I wanted to, like, actually upgrading things and yeah. getting distracted from my things that I was actually supposed to be doing. I mean, that's kind of the idle game cycle. It's just <laughs> like, oh, just leave it and forget it, except you don't. Yeah. Except you don't. You start <laughs> off with a few norps. They build um, the collecting facility, which allows you to build houses, um, build other buildings, which will allow you to use norps to unlock norps who will shoot the rock I with see. arrows, with guns, with jetpacks flinging their head against the rock what they they get a run up and they smash their head into the rock they smash their head in okay fair and enough. the jetpack dudes drop down from the sky onto the rock oh toby's just mentioned that the achievement you mentioned for um mm -hmm. getting like the all pink background yeah uh the achievement is called my eyes yes um <laughs> with the caption this is your own fault yes because they told you not to do it um, and you did it anyway. And I did it anyway. Which is kind of like... I was fully expecting the game to just wipe my save for that, but... Well, yeah. the one thing I know for sure is that the Norps yearn for the mines. The Norps No, there's the no mines. mines. There's just rock. It, the the Norps yearn they're mining for the rock. The rock. They, they, they don't have to be in a mine to no. mine. No, it's just a, a flat little area. There's a rock and you start building industry around it. And you get Norps to collect the shards. There's mountaineers. There's you can get rockets, missiles shooting at it. That it gets seem... it gets really hectic towards like end game. It's great. So you create something of like a society entirely All, yes. based yeah, isn't around this. How we got around California? The rock. Oh, it might be. <laughs> And the end goal is to, yeah, go through all ten, ten compression events, mm -hmm. and then it's the end game, which I won't spoil. The end game. The end game. But you won't spoil it. No. Can I have um, perhaps a tone 
Like, what's the tone of the end game? Is it... Oh, it's just you win. You just win. You win. Okay. Hmm. And then you can start again. Oh, wait. Are you tricking us? No. It's okay. actually got an end game. It's... Oh, it's end game. Yeah. It's the end game. You can actually complete this game. It's okay. not like Cookie Clicker, which goes on forever right. and ever yes, and ever. because it's an idle game. Yes, sorry. It's revolutionary. <laughs> yes. It has an end game. It's really good. Oh, I, 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 very- I really like it. Also, the music is funky. It's like kind of chiptune-y, midi. Kind of, you can groove out to it. Nice. And yeah, if you don't touch the game for a while, it goes into like a screensaver mode, which will just sort of pan around your, your game, showing the Norps doing their thing. Oh, that's fun. Kind of yeah. like a little cinematic mode. Yeah. Sort of like, and you like can, an ant farm. You I can know. disable the sound effects so you can you just have, have the music. It's basically an ant farm. Yes. Oh, you're all playing an ant farm. So yeah, you can disable the, the sound effects mm-hmm. and just have the music going, which is great because the sound effects can get annoying, especially with like the little norps with the Gatling guns. I want to put this on on like our TV and have it in the cinematic mode when guests come over, so they're just watching the norps doing their thing. Yeah, we could do that. I'm feeling very fond. I I love saying norps. But yeah, norps. 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 Um, While we're thinking about the mysteries that. Oh yeah, I should say Mm. it's ten bucks. Okay, awesome. Which is pretty decent. Pretty decent. Made by I think just one guy. Pretty decent. I highly recommend it. Nice. Awesome. All right. Um, how are you two tonight? So good. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm having a great time. I'm having an awesome time. Partially because Caroline got me a gift and gave it to me right before the show. I'm going to give listeners two guesses as to what it is. You only need two guesses. Yeah, it's a 2024 uh, Sonic the Hedgehog calendar uh, for the next 16 months. It looks amazing. I'm super psyched. I'm never going to forget a date ever again. Like, this is probably going to gonna be the most up-to-date calendar ever yes um right <laughs> just like the january page oh, immaculate vibes super positive it's got my favorite favorite blue boy my favorite yellow boy they're having fun they're running around at the speed of sound and also we found out what well, carolyn was telling us oh yes another little delightful fact about the norp the Norp Apologue. Apologue. Yes. They wear hats. Yes. There was a little competition run by the dev and people submitted hats and the results were announced and, and they're cute little lads. Yeah. One of them's got like a little flower crown. There was a flower category. There's someone with like, oh, big glasses. That's a nerd. A nerd. Yeah. That a is nerd. One of them is wearing another Norp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which um, is like if I was walking around carrying you on my head. I mean, Norps are strong. Remember the planking challenge? Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't want to. While we're remembering things, mm. it's actually time for us to say goodbye and goodnight. <laughs> and I love you all. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, you can find us on the Community Radio Plus app or find us on socials at ZEDGamesAU. See you next time.